Holly G with the Golf Insiders and my guest today, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com, who picked the winner on Sunday last week on our show, Bryson DeChambeau breaking through at the Rocket, Rocket Mortgage Classic. I haven't had enough coffee today. And uh, <laughs> bringing it home on Sunday, Bob, and you picked them to to break through, and uh, seems like the experiment is working, and uh, he can hush the critics now. What do you think? Yeah, you know, and I, I picked it, but I had my doubts. You know, I wondered if he'd be running out of gas for four straight weeks, a lot of hot weather. You know, changing your body like that not that easy. But man, you know, he just. Well, he had another 30 drives over 320 yards or something like that. I mean, it's just nuts. And uh, 196 uh, nine iron. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I think what maybe is the obviously it's surprising to to um, I think to put on that kind of weight and muscle and and bulk in in, in a relatively short period of time. I think. I don't think that's that easy, you know. Obviously, people who 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 just lose control is one thing, but someone who's trying to do it and is and is and is an athlete and tries to stay in shape and is active and and obviously is young, so he burns the calories and that sort of thing. That's pretty hard, but to be able to match it all up so soon, I think, is what's really uh, remarkable. Uh, if you're hitting the ball farther, you don't always know how far it's going. I mean, you run into issues with your clubs and and and, and knowing where to hit it, how far it's going to go. You've got to work out all those details. And and as hard as he is swinging, especially off the tee, it's amazing how often he's he's pretty accurate. Like his his, his accuracy hasn't really gone down much it's from last year. I mean, it's a couple of percentage points lower. But obviously, he's hitting the ball 30 or 40 yards farther. So it really is uh, an incredible transformation. And it's only a month in or so. You know, he had, this had shown up in the spring before the pandemic. But uh, but now we're really seeing the fruits of it. And it'll be interesting to see how long he keeps it going. And if others maybe say, hey, I'm going to try it too. Yeah, and it's, you know... Again, as we know how the saying goes, uh, you drive for show, uh, but you putt for dough, and he certainly was uh, at the Detroit Golf Club. Um, And, you know, some of those holes pretty tight. This is an old-school Donald Ross course. It's tight, not necessarily super long, uh, but a, a tough golf course, and he prevailed. Yeah, and... You know, he he took it. He took some of the stuff out of play, uh, too, which is incredible. Now, I think what's going to be interesting is is when he gets on a course like Memorial next week, where uh, you know the rough is going to be deeper, uh, the greens are going to be faster. Uh, if you miss a fairway, now the fairways aren't particularly narrow there, but if you miss a fairway, are you able to advance it to the green properly? You know how. how how will he play there, a place where he's won? How will this new game fit in? I think it'll be interesting as we go along. You know, for the PJ Championship at a, at a major venue, Harding Park, where obviously we're not going to see this 20 under par stuff. Uh, so how, how will it work there? I, I think a lot of people are going to be very, very curious about that. 
Yes, it was uh, fun, not so fun, to watch Matthew Wolf in that uh, gyrating <laughs> golf swing of his for uh, most of the weekend as he was leading, the leader in the clubhouse on Saturday, but he just couldn't quite get it done. Uh, had a little bit of a, a uh, sleepy spell, I guess you could say, in the middle of the round. Seemed to get it back, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, that is the truth, and uh, it's, I think you know he, he got it caught. He might have got it caught up in a little bit there. Um, you know, uh, having a three-shot lead and to have given it up so quickly, uh, I think had to be it had to be tough. You know, now you're you're defensive, you're fighting yourself. Uh, you know, basically within like a couple of holes, he was, the lead was already gone. And, uh, you know, if you hold on to that three shots through eight or ten holes, things are different. Now you've maybe gained a little confidence. You can play with a little bit more caution. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he put himself, you know, right back to even so soon that it changed everything. And, uh, and it gave Bryson confidence, too. So, uh, but, you know, Wolf is a great player. He's already won a tournament, and he's fun to watch. He is fun to watch, and we got to see a little bit of his personality and his moxie, if you will, uh, during that charity event with DJ Rory and Ricky at Seminole. Um, you know, he's, what, 21, and uh, a former uh, Oklahoma State Cowboy, along with Ricky Fowler, and I think he's uh, going to be, you know, okay, if, if JT and Jordan... Uh, they're all, you know, now approaching their late 20s. We got this batch of guys coming behind them with uh, equally uh, extreme talent. Exactly. Yeah, no question. And the game's kind of in a neat spot right now. It's got a lot of a lot of good young players, a lot of different styles. And, and uh, um, you know, we've had four Americans win. Obviously, there's not as you know, there's there's some international players who haven't come back, but there's a lot of there's obviously a lot of uh, international players competing on the PGA Tour. But we've had four pretty high-profile Americans win now in in the four consecutive weeks, and uh, you know it's it's been a good return so far, a a cautiously optimistic good return, and you know keeping my fingers crossed that we can keep it going. Well, there has been. Breaking news this week, of course, they announced no fans at Muirfield next week. I think we knew that was coming. I think we also knew that the Ryder Cup was going to be rescheduled, which officially was announced by the PGA of America, the PGA Tour, and the European Tour today, earlier today. And also, uh, Jay Monahan was part of that, uh, announcing that the President's Cup will move to twenty. 22. I'm trying to keep all this math straight. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it seemed a few weeks ago that this was in, inevitable, and uh, uh, finally it um, it came out. At, you know, I, there was myriad details for them to work through to get this done. You know, uh, you just forget about the fact that you don't just move an event. You know, you had ho you had hotel rooms and meeting rooms and banquet rooms and vendors and security people, all kinds of people lined up, contracted to do work that week. And now you have to change it, you know, and you have to shift it. And maybe there's financial penalties. Now you got to get moved to next year. Well, maybe maybe they're not available next year. 
you know, and and then and then the PGA Tour has to do the same thing for the President's Cup, and the European Tour for the Ryder Cup, even though it was obviously, you know, 2022 was only two years away. Those things are in full planning mode for years ahead of time. So there's all of that they had to shift. Um, you know, the tour had moved the the Wells Fargo event out of Quail Hollow next year because they didn't want to have that and the President's Cup in the same year. Well, now what do they do? Well, they're going to Wells Fargo is actually going to come back to Quail next year. Okay, well that means you've got to make change plans. They were going to go to TPC Potomac instead. Now you got to change plans with them. Are you going to go back there in 2022 when the President's Cup is played? It's uh, you know it's monumental. Like everybody was like, well, just what the heck? What's the big deal? Well. It is a big deal, and there's a big financial hit involved here for the PGA of America, European Tour. The PGA Tour has one of its biggest revenue producers pushed back a year after just losing all this money by not playing for week after week. So, you know, a lot of hard decisions there to be made. And, you know, ultimately, I think they made the best one. Um, I just don't think a Ryder Cup without fans was, was, uh, was going to be a great idea. And even limited fans, I mean, we're just, you know, we're seeing it's, it's, it is a, a monumental challenge, you know, in the climate we're in, you know, we're, we're almost really not any better off than we were when this started. And you've got to put a lot of protocols into place to make it work. And I think it just, you know, it just became apparent it's not worth the risk and the hassle. So we've got a new event this week the Workday Charity Open. And if our listeners don't know, there are going to be two back-to-back tournaments at Jack Nicholas's place, as we like to call it, Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio, this week, the Workday. Next week, the Memorial Tournament, which we know is you know one of the more prestigious, just below major tournaments on tour. Uh, the Golden Bear always there, just like uh, Arnie was to, you know, shake the hands of of the players coming off the 18th on Sunday. Um, tell our listeners how how are they going to do this? They're going to set the course up differently. I think I read a story on ESPN earlier. Right this week, I think it's going to be like the Memorial Light. It it'll be different tee boxes used it'll be different pin positions the rough won't be as deep the greens won't be as fast and then when they get to the memorial next week it'll just it'll be ramped up a little bit more they'll have let the rough grow out a little bit more the greens will get a little bit faster on the stint meter they'll be more like 13 instead of 11 or 12 um they'll put the the tees and you know they've got plenty of tee boxes They'll, they'll use different ones next week. They, you know, the main thing is they don't want the ball landing in the same divot areas. Four days is enough. Eight days is really bad. So they're going to have to do some playing with the tee. I'm, I'm sure they thought this through very well. They know what they're doing when it comes to that. And, you know, frankly, I'm a little surprised that, that the tour didn't work to do something like this in a couple of different cities where you could have two events at the same place in back-to-back weeks even if it wasn't the same course. But if, even, but if it had to be, you know, obviously they're, they're marked already for tour events. You know, I think given the circumstances, people would understand. It just creates less movement, less, less hassle. You're set up and ready to go for two weeks. You're in the same place. You know, you, you get into the same habits. 
and and you're avoiding that that extra part of the travel that can that can get some guys into trouble. You know, I I'm a little surprised they didn't find other places to do this, and this only came about because the John Deere, which is supposed to be this week, decided to cancel. So. Uh, uh, you know, uh, which is very unfortunate, obviously, but they just decided they couldn't make it without spectators. So uh, here we are. It's uh, it's a good idea, and uh, I think uh, you know we're just happy to have the golf again, and, and we have it at a, at a at a really cool place. Yeah, and a, a pretty good uh, mix of the top players. You got Justin Thomas, uh, Kepka, Xander Shoffley's in it. Phil's playing Jordan, Ricky, John Rahm. So some you know great. Great players to be watching this week. And I was glad to see that the, the tournament extended Chase Kepka, Brooks' younger brother, uh, after qualifying for um, the Heritage, correct? Uh, he qualified for uh, the, uh, the Travelers. The tra- sorry, the Travelers. And, right. Yeah, and, right. Then, and then had to... Uh, pull out due to being exposed to COVID. He didn't test positive, but he had been exposed. And uh, great to see them give him a sponsor's exemption. What can you tell our listeners about the younger brother, Kepka? Yeah, I mean, well, that's, you know, it's a pretty big deal to get, get through Monday qualifying. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not a tour player, doesn't have status. And, and to have to give that up when he didn't even have it, you know, it was he didn't have COVID. He, he just did it out of caution because, you know, his brother's caddy was, was determined to be positive. And, uh, you know, as it turns out, he was probably okay. You know, but he kind of did the responsible thing, and good for him. You know, and now he's been rewarded with a spot somewhere else, which, which uh, you know, you might argue he might have gone there and qualified anyway also. But, look, he knew he was in now. That, that takes the pressure off. It's, it's, hopefully he takes advantage of it and has a good week. I hope so too, and and good uh, good on the tournament, folks. There. Um, yeah. Curious, um, um, what your thoughts are on the PGA uh, Championship while we're talking about it. It's hard to believe. Speaking of juggling <laughs> the schedule, that our first major is going to be in August, and it's going to be the PGA Championship, which we know moved to May <laughs> last year. So that we would, uh, it wouldn't be the last major. It's going to be the first major. It's um, interesting, and given that it's in California, where they're spiking, just like we are here. Any rumblings at all? Um, do you think that's gonna that's gonna happen? That venue is gonna, you know, stay. It's awfully late for them to change it now. You know, it's uh, you know, we're 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 four weeks away. It's four weeks from this week. It's actually basically around the same time frame it used to always be. I know it. And uh, in, in early August, instead of last, it's first. Um, you know, we're basically looking at having seven major championships in 11 months. Um, you know, God willing, we get through this and we, we make some headway and we're able to get back to some sense of normalcy. You know, the golf that we're going to have is, it, it has the potential to be incredible. All these majors, and, and then you know, next year is also a uh, uh, an Olympic year. You'll have the Ryder Cup next year. Um, you know, uh, so uh, the, the PGA at Harding Park. You know, they, they made the commitment to go forward with it there. Um, the fact that they're not going to have spectators, I think, makes that easier. 
Uh, you know, because no matter how bad the situation is there, they're able to get themselves into an environment where they do not have to subject themselves to that. You know, again, it's personal responsibility. If you can avoid uh, the bad places and, and, and keep to yourself, you know, and they've done, you know, knock on wood, a pretty good job of that so far. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's possible to, uh, you know, to, to conduct the tournament there. Think that there's no fans. But I think we found that watching on TV has been, 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 a, a, has been a good, um, you know, replacement. It's not the same quite, but I, it hasn't really impacted the golf. There's been some really good golf, and, and, I, and, I, and I think that, uh, you know, we have to expect this to be the way forward here now for the next couple of months. It's, it's hard to imagine any other of these tournaments playing with spectators. The one down the road that we wonder about the most is the Masters. They've still got four months. Um, you wonder what they're thinking. Would love to be inside, you know, uh, a Zoom call with those folks uh, because uh, you know that they want to have spectators, and you know they have the means, the financial means, and the brain power to do pretty much whatever they want, whether it's testing, whether it's you know setting up spaced grandstands, whether it's whatever. Uh, but, you know, we've not heard. But there's been no word as to what their plan is or what they're thinking. And I think that's going to be, a, you know, one of the more fascinating stories as we as we go forward. It sure is. So, Karnak, are you going to pick two in a row? Who do you see winning the workday, the brand new tournament at Muirfield Village? Well, you know who I really like is JT. Because I like what he said earlier in the week about kind of being annoyed practicing next to Bryson at the Travelers and watching him launch it way by him. And Justin Thomas basically said, you know, I wasn't sold on this. On what are you doing? And then, you know, I'm hitting balls next to him, and it's kind of frustrating to see him blowing it by me. He's landing them all out there like you could throw a blanket over him. And he said, I just decided, you know what, I just got to, like, get back to myself. And, you know, you know, it's on me if, if, if I'm not beating him. You know, I got to I gotta do better. So I, I see a guy with a little bit of motivation this week. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe JT is the man. I like that pick. I like JT. And, you know, uh, another one of those guys that is pretty transparent and uh, lets you peek into his uh, – brain a little bit and know what's know what's going on behind the scenes okay. i love it all right bob as yep, always absolutely. appreciate your time check out all of his columns this week at espn.com thanks so much as always stay safe and well you as well thank you